Hello, and welcome to the Bees Knees Podcast. This is your host, PJ Ewing. Well, this is a part two interview with uh, a lady named Lois. Lois lives on Staten Island and has gone through, well, the adventure of adventures. Uh, a lot of agony, a lot of misery, <laughs> a long recovery that started way back in 2018 and is still going on now that we're into October of 2019, believe it or not. Uh, she will tell the story of her recovery to date. It's finally turning in the right direction, it appears, and we're here to catch up with Lois and see what's going on. But just say, suffice it to say that Lois went through a total knee replacement, a manipulation under anesthesia where her patellar tendon was torn, uh, then a recovery, then an arthroscopy, and now seems to be heading in the right direction. So uh, this is the story of Lois Martano, and we certainly hope a final path to recovery. Welcome to The Bee's Knees, a podcast full of articles, interviews, clinical studies, and advice about knee surgery, physical therapy, and life after knee surgery. So this is part two, but for those that are listening just for the, the first time, let's go back to the beginning and, and tell that tale again, starting with knee replacement all the way through today. Just give us a chronology of that. Could you, Lois? All right. Um... Well, uh, obviously, uh, it was time to do left knee total replacement. And um, I had that surgery performed in December of 2018. And um, it went well. Procedure had no issues. The device fit in perfectly. And I was healing, no infection or anything. However, for some reason, my body decided that it needed to produce a lot of scar tissue, like an excessive amount. And it didn't happen when I did my right knee. I had total knee replacement in my right knee six years prior and no problems at all. Nine weeks later, back to work. But um, this time around, developed a lot of scar tissue and uh, it was hindering my flexion. Uh, I did have a complete extension, no issue but it was hindering my flexion. So after nine weeks, because they, they want to wait, they don't want to just jump right into this. So after nine weeks, we um, decided to do a manipulation under anesthesia so that I wouldn't have to be cut open again. And I was forewarned that there are things that can happen under that procedure. It is a kind of a violent thing there's a little shaking and pulling and tugging, and, um, you know, the tibia can break, the device can dislodge, uh, a ligament can tear, a tendon can tear. So um, while those things are not very common, they can happen. But I opted for going forward with the procedure of manipulation because I didn't want to get cut again. And surgeons don't like to cut because the more you go into a body part, the more you operate on the same location, the more chance you have of risking an infection or the procedure not working at all, sometimes ending up worse than you are previously. So they don't like to operate, contrary to popular belief. Um, so I had the manipulation, and um, while that did go well, I had 120 degrees, full flexion almost, uh, my patella tendon just about ruptured it was hanging on by a thread and uh my surgeon said we have to fix this right away because if we don't 
fix it right away. You can take a step and fall. And if that, if you're on a flight of stairs when that happens, you can fall down the flight of stairs. So I said, okay, well, then let's do it. And the next day, I had uh, patella tendon surgery. They, they reattached it. There was a plate, there was sutures, there was anchors. Um, the x-ray is pretty cute. <laughs> Four anchors mm. in there. I call them John, Paul, George, and Ringo. <laughs> and, well, they're going to live with me the rest of my life, so I might as well, you know, own up. Better be so, friends, uh, yeah. I had that done. And uh, that meant the entire manipulation was out the window because for six weeks I had a very heavy, large fiberglass cast on from my thigh to my ankle. Um, after that, I had... He was going to keep it on another three weeks, and I was pleading with him. In parentheses, you can write threatening. Um, <laughs> I'm not living with this cast on anymore. Please put me in a brace. So after swearing that I would not bend my leg, he, he did put me in a thigh-to-ankle brace and allowed me to remove it to shower, which I, that was all I was really asking for. <laughs> and... Um, after four weeks, then I was allowed to take that off, and uh, I resumed physical therapy. And, and when are we? When are we now? What 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 month is physical therapy resuming? May first. There we go. May, May one. Okay. There we go. May first. PT starts up again. Starts up again and uh, aggressively. There was no issues. Let's go for it. We're going aggressively to PT, and um, and I did well. I definitely did well. Um, again, I had no issues with uh, full extension. My, we had a build-up flexion again. When I started PT, it was back down to like 30 or 35 degrees, which is nothing. That was me moving in the brace when I shouldn't have probably. And um, within two weeks, we were in the 60s. And uh, it progressed steadily until I got to like the high 80s, you know, 88. 86 in that area and um, I was hitting a wall again so I went back to my surgeon and he said that the other option now at this point would be to go in arthroscopically and what they do is they shave the scar tissue and they suction it out and they do it all through water you know, like a regular arthroscopic surgery um, he did recommend one of his colleagues to do that because he, his specialty is sports medicine, and he does these a lot for people that have ACL reconstruction, patella reconstruction, stuff like that. So um, they were both in the operating room. I said, fine, let's go for it, but we are not doing manipulation afterwards. I agreed to that as well. No more of that. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, they were both in the operating room took out a tremendous amount of scar tissue that was still there. And uh, I was like a new person within a couple of days. I, I started going into the high 90s. I'm now at 108, and that was only two weeks ago. So and beginning of September, right, we're talking about end of August is when the arthroscopy happens. Right. That happened uh, the last week in August. Okay. Okay. 
and now we're toward the latter part of September. So it's about and, three weeks, coming up on three right, weeks. Right, right. So you moved from the high 80s inflection um, up to the hundreds, and now you're talking, you're flirting with 108 to 112. Right, I'm in that area right yeah. now. Um, the, the, the issue now is not scar tissue. It's building up my quad muscle and my hamstring muscle to do it yeah. on my own. Yeah. Well, you've been inactive for so long. That's not fair. You were doing hardcore PT, but your whole normal routine, a normal right, human yeah. being walking around, going up the stairs to your house and all that stuff. That's Right. That was all, you know, diminished. I was going up the steps one at a time. I wasn't really putting, um, you know, that weight that you put on. You put all your body weight goes when you walk up the stairs. It all goes on to that one leg. Yeah. You know, and... Um, yeah. And I, I wasn't doing that. Plus, I wasn't doing my regular exercises, you know, sure. my cardio and, and coaching. <laughs> uh, those little kids will have you running. But, mm. um, you know, it, it's – and plus surgery. You know, as soon as you have surgery, you're, you're, uh, the atrophy sets in immediately. So we're not – I mean, we're 10 months into this, as we kind of joked, that maybe – $250,000 or so, you know, right. in insurance money is being spent with all the, the stuff. And that doesn't and count PT. <laughs> really? It would be even higher with PT? Yeah. Wow. I was, uh, that's, um, that's not cheap. Four days a week doing PT. Uh, as soon as yeah. the pool opened, I was in the pool, even if it rained, as long as there was no lightning, <laughs> I was in the pool. Uh, bending and stretching and pulling and kicking and, you know, anything that you can think of underwater. Okay, so let's go through the numbers just quickly. Lois and I redid the numbers together just to make sure we were accurate. The, the total knee replacement cost about $90,000. The patellar tendon repair was $100,000. The arthroscopy, $70,000. Physical therapy was at minimum, bare minimum, at least $40,000, and that equals $300,000. And Lois knows this because she's got the receipts from all of these invoices that came into her insurance company, and she was able to kind of recheck her numbers, and uh, that's a, you know probably even a light estimate of as to what this really costs. So you can say she's got the $300,000 knee. Uh, I think I have almost all the equipment in my house that they have in physical therapy. <laughs> God, you, know, you could open up your own clinic. And, and, and those, that, that rope, that tugging rope there, you got to love that. Um, <laughs> I call it yeah. the Santa pull, like pulling Santa's sleigh, you know. Oh, yeah. But, uh, so so you, you have, I mean, this is an extreme story, and, you know, you and I have said this before. You've had great surgeons, great people to work with. It sounds like you really like your PT people. Yeah. For whatever but, reason, you're the exception, right? I mean, you're, you already had another knee done, and it was fine. So, right. You know, and, it's, you know, it's, 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 as, as odd as this situation seems, um, I've, I've run into some people in physical therapy who are having scar tissue issues with a second knee. They're, well, this didn't happen with the first one. I'm like, yeah, me neither. You know, um, it seems like other people are, are having that happen. I mean, not frequently. You know, there, there were three in the ten months that I've been dealing with this, or the eight months of physical therapy. Um, but they had the same thing. They were like, you know, I built up more scar tissue this time around. It's taking longer. Uh, 
people whose uh, procedures didn't go well and they had to have revision surgery, that's a nightmare. Um, you know, so it, as much as I want to say, you know, probably 90% of total knee replacements go well from what I've seen with people in physical therapy, I've also seen those those 10% where there's an issue. Yeah. So I'm not as strange. <laughs> I don't want you to also diminish what you've had to go through because, yeah, I've t- talked to a lot of people who have had revisions and we've helped them with our program, but, you know, you've gone through a lot of what they have to go through and you've had a succession of procedures yeah. And, yeah. you know, and, this um, is serious, hardcore stuff that you've gone through with just the replacement, really. It, it's been four procedures since December. And um, and when I saw this, the last surgeon that was going to do the arthroscopy, he said, well, you know, this is the fourth time we'll be going into this knee. And I said, no, 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 only three. And then he pointed to a scar I had on my knee, and he said, you had arthroscopic on this knee. And I said, oh, my God, I forgot all about that. That was like 15 years ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, and they count that. They count that as going into the same place. So, Well, scar tissue was a result from that. It always is. And, you know, there's almost this vicious circle of surgery. And that's why you were saying earlier they, they're reluctant to go in because, yeah. you know, if you're, if you're with the arthroscopy to go in, just did this three weeks ago, and to clean up and suck out scar tissue, well, there's you a some. probability to create some. Yeah, right. So for me, my worry is I hope, Lois, I, I love you. You're awesome. I hope this is the last time we have to talk about this, but, <laughs> but I, I will say, I really do. I don't want to talk to you ever again. No, I'm kidding. But, but I, I don't want to talk to you about your knee, but right. my, my fear <laughs> is, right, I want to take you to the theater, and we're going to meet at the Staten Island Zoo with my kids, and we're going to have fun. But I don't want to talk to you about your knee, but my, my worry, again, is it's going to be your job to keep that range of motion once you get it. Well, that's, and that that's, might be a stationary bike, or, or, or maybe you just want to keep going to PT like you are now for another three months all the way through Christmas or something. But, you know, that's going to be the job soon enough, I think. Well, my, um, my, both my surgeons have recommended PT, PT through the year. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's meet in January and talk about it because... We want you to maintain physical therapy at least through the end of the year because of, like you said, I'm, I might reach my goal, but I have to maintain it. And yeah. I, have, uh, I have a stationary bike at home, one of the old-fashioned ones, not electric. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got to do it yourself. Um, yeah. I made it around, it was very funny. I was in physical therapy, and I was on the tall bike, as we call it, and I... I made it around backwards, and it was, you know, a shining moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. but three days later, when I made it around forward, when I got that forward rotation, I, everybody cheered. <laughs> I've been there so long. They're like, they look at me when I go on the bike. I'm like, is she going to do it today? You know, day. and if I get it, you know, once I got it, it was fantastic. But when I was, like, almost getting it, you know, they didn't want it. They would just turn away, like, all right, all right, she's going to tomorrow. She's gonna, 
you know, and I would see this, and I didn't say anything. I appreciated their support. But when I got it, oh, my God, it was like 15 people, and they were just, yeah, she's got it. You know? Oh, my God. Hey, wait a minute. Let's, let's shout out. Who are these people? What is the name of this clinic? Okay. Um, it, it was previously one-on-one physical therapy. Uh, they've merged with JAG physical therapy, so now they are JAG-1 physical therapy. They are, they're in Jersey, they're in Manhattan, they're in Brooklyn, they're upstate, they're in Queens, they're, they're everywhere. Um, they are truly a one-on-one location. You know, they, they really, they work with you. Your therapist works with you. Everybody, it's a one-on-one. They don't just push you off in a corner. Like my uncle gave me a horror story. I was mad at him because he didn't tell me this until way later. I, he had knee replacement, and it, you know, it was okay, but he didn't get his full range of motion back, and I really think that he didn't do well in his physical therapy. And he told me, he said, yeah, they'd, I'd come in, they'd, they'd stretch and pull me for about five minutes, and then they'd tell me to go sit on the bike for 45 minutes. I'm like, well, that's it? You know, I mean, the, the place I go to, there's people that just sit with you and help you and go through this and make sure your form is correct and explain why you're doing this particular exercise and what part of the body it's going to help and how come you need to do a back exercise if you're rehabbing your knee well <laughs> like the old song you know the leg bones connected to the thigh bone that thing mm-hmm. yeah. yeah well that's it you know and um they they are they're very they're all very personable and knowledgeable and patient. Oh, my God, they are so patient <laughs> because I have so many exercises. Sometimes I forget how to do this one or did I do that one already or how many, you know, how many times do I do this one? Is this 10 times, 10 seconds or three times, 10 times, whatever, you know, and, and they're very patient and they just they will explain it again and, and everybody I know this company. I know this company. Really is. Yeah, I know. I've met the president of the, and the creator, founder of JAG before. They are of special. They, they have yeah. an attitude. And I, I've not been to the clinic, which is, I'm sure, on Staten Island near you. Is that? Um, yeah, there's a couple near me. I, I go to yeah. the one on Richmond Hill Road. Okay. But I've been to the, a few in, in New Jersey and, and had meetings with them, et cetera. And, and they really are. The attitude is great, and they're very inspirational, and there's a lot of energy. And I, I yeah, uh, and, which, and I'll put links in the in the notes for this podcast, by the way, so that people can click and, and go there as well. Yeah, they're um, they're, you know, that 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 attitude that they have, that uplifting attitude, is very very important because, you know, I'm I'd be lying if I said I didn't have a little bit of depression going on during these last ten months. I mean, it does get very. Uh, depressing and you get downhearted and oh my god am I ever going to get back to normal and you know I want to be able to sleep the right way and you know I've gained weight because I haven't done my usual cardio or my, you know I mean that's depressing <laughs> that that is depressing I, I I'm glad you brought that up although I'm sad that you have I had to go through this and I think that this is clearly light at the end of the tunnel time but oh um, yeah you are such a neat person and you've got such a great attitude and you've retired and you're, you're doing, you're super active. And part of me, part of the reason I wanted to, you know, annoy you <laughs> to do this again with another interview was that I, I wanted to see how you 
dealt with the emotional side of this because there isn't anybody with a stronger will than you, just period. And, but you've had to exercise all of those, all of that ability that you have to get through what otherwise could have been a really breezy, easy, done in February process. It well, didn't turn good. out that way. And you've had to survive, you know, eight more months of this just to get to where you are now. And it's, it's very admirable, I have, to, I have to say. Thank you. I mean, I've, I've spent my career helping people. And now all of a sudden, I'm the one that has to say, can you help me get in the car? Can you help me come up the stairs? Can you go grocery shopping for me? You know, I found it very hard to have to ask for these things, but I needed to, you know. And um, it was, you know, when my son came home for, for spring break last year, I was still in the midst of... I can't move, you know. <laughs> and uh, I had the brace on. He didn't see me with the cast on. And he was like, Ma, what can I do? You want me to carry you? You know. <laughs> but it, it's, it was very hard for me to ask for this kind of help. And, um, you know, that also kind of adds to the emotional depression of it. But I had a great support group. You know, my family's been really, they've been behind me all the way. They've been supportive of me. Um, my friends have asked me to, you know, keep up on Facebook. What's going on? They, they want to know everything. They, they want to know how much did you get today, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been making my posts on Facebook, you know, and, and, and the inspirational signs that they put up at the physical therapy location are fantastic. They really, I mean, as oh. soon as you walk in, that's the first thing you do. Everybody. Mm-hmm. They go and they mm-hmm. look at the board, they go, what's on there today? You know, so um, it is, it is uh, an emotional hit that you take, mm-hmm. but if you do have a good support group, and I was very fortunate to have that, you know, um, you get through it. But if anybody says, ah, it's no big deal, they're lying. It's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it goes well from the beginning, which your other knee did, it's a big deal. It's a big. Body takes a big hit, as you say, and emotionally, it's a challenge. And um, I did an interview recently with a lady who did two knees at once, Mm. and that was a really good decision. It turned out right, but she, you know, she she was the perfect recovery, perfect storm of good things, and it was uh, three weeks and done. Honest to God, I just did this interview a few weeks ago. Well, a few days ago, last week. And um, I'll be sharing that soon. And, and it was, uh, you know, good for her, but she had, you know, she had done like what you did, tried to set herself up for all the, all the things and then hope. And in her case, it was, it, you know, there were no uh, things in the way. Obviously, you were throwing a giant set of curveballs along yeah. the way. <laughs> well, I hope this is the end of our series, Lois. I really yes. do. <laughs> and I, I believe it is. I believe it. I think... I think you've got it. You're going to get another 10 degrees here. You're going to maintain those. You've got an awesome support group. And, um, and I know for everybody listening, this is really beneficial just in terms of attitude and then, you know, the, the trajectory that you, are, that you express that you've been on is not a strange one for those that do have trouble. There is the manipulation. And then there is that if it doesn't go well, forget the, the patellar tendon and the tear, but um, if there isn't a, um, uh, a problem along the way and you still don't do well, 
arthroscopy is the other answer, though it is the step along the way. And if arthroscopy doesn't do it, then they may find that they need to go in and replace they, the whole yeah. thing with a, with a revision, right? And yeah. you're not going to get there. And but but this this MUA sometimes there's a second MUA, then yeah, there may be an arthroscopy. Yeah, some people have a second yeah. one, and it's been right. successful. They just needed that extra kick, mm-hmm. uh, no pun intended. But yeah, um, I I did not, and my doctors both said it. Said, listen, we're gonna we're gonna go in and do the arthroscopy, but we are not going to manipulate you after that. And I said, good, <laughs> because, yeah, right. you know, while it they didn't... It seems like a good decision anything, so far. Yeah, they, I mean, you know, we've been keeping up with MRIs and, and X-rays, and my patella tendon is, is healed, and everything's in place the way it should be, and the device is fine. And, you know, we don't want to rattle the cage. I'm upping the number. It's a $300,000 knee, officially, with all that work and more PT. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, easy. Wow. It's funny because even though I don't have to pay it, the insurance still sends me the bill just to give me oh. the breakdown. <laughs> yeah, just so you know, lady, this is what you're costing us. Yeah, uh-huh. And um, <laughs> I'll tell you, though, you know, when people say, oh, doctors charge too much and they're overpaid, and no, 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 no. They're not because I couldn't fix this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched yeah. these surgeries on YouTube, and, and the intricacy is unbelievable. I couldn't do that. Yeah, no, they don't the make so much money. <laughs> I'm well, yeah, that, that landscape is changing, and I think, you know, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, yeah. But, well, Lois, thank you for this. This is great. I'm, I, I'm really appreciative of, of our conversations, and um, it sounds like you got it. I, I'm, 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 we're all cheering for you. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I do still speak of the X10 because uh, I, I still think that's a fantastic device. I really do. And let me tell you, if I get to 115 and we hit a wall, oh, no, 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 that thing is coming back to my house. <laughs> well, I'm, I hope you don't need the X10. Honest to God, I, I, I'd rather you just get this done and, and not need us. But if, you know, we're here. We'd like to thank a few friends of the Bees Knees podcast, including the Knee Pain Guru. Natural solutions for chronic knee pain without drugs, shots, surgery, or painful physical therapy. For more info, visit thekneepainguru.com. We're also brought to you by X10 Therapy. And special thanks to Dr. Justin Trosclair at the podcast, A Doctor's Perspective Podcast. I'm Dr. Justin Trosclair, host of two-time podcast awards-nominated A Doctor's Perspective Podcast. I interview doctors in and out of my profession about their specialties and the occasional non-doctor special guests. But we also go behind the curtain and see what's working for their marketing, overcoming struggles, practical knowledge, book choices, and relationship advice. Join me on any podcast app on your phone or visit adoctorsperspective.net for the show notes pages and free resources. I want you to have an abundant home life as well as a thriving practice. So come on, take a listen. The Bees Knees Podcast comes to you from our studio in Lower Manhattan, New York City. We're here week in and week out shedding light on all aspects of knee surgery and recovery. To reach us, send an email to thebeesneespodcast at gmail.com.